Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast. I am Joe, joined by my wife, Mel, who is pulling the microphone in. I intentionally press record fast. She's flipping through her notebook, looking for notes on this episode, and I've made her nervous. So to calm her down, I first read us in, Mel. Okay. Welcome back to the Strong Family Project Podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment. 10-Minute Tuesday upcoming on this episode. We have our mini segment or segments at the beginning if Mel has one, but since I put her on the spot, just using mine would be (laughs) fine. Mel, what is something that you learned from the last week? This is the first thing that came to mind, that I want to spend more time with my kids individually. That's like really on my heart right now. Because I had two upper two situations this last week where I went on walks with my older two individually, and so much I learned so much from them that I don't think I would have if I hadn't taken that time. So that's really top of mind for me. Great, and I also picked up something from this turtle we have in the house now. Oh, Shelbert. Yeah, so we have it's not adopted; it's not ours. We're fostering him. Foster babysitting <laughs> a turtle from our child's fifth grade classroom. They have a lot of pets in the classroom, which I think has been great for the students to learn to take care of things. And Henry had this bond with this turtle, Shelbert. And I'm looking at it right now. It's like our first live audience recording. We have a turtle watching us (laughs) shoot the podcast episode. And he really enjoyed this turtle. The turtle walks around, gives him some sort of feedback, and it's like calm with him. And we'll have its head out when Henry's around and has a little turtle bond. So we're watching it. Over the summer, and the first day here, it was the classic cluster F. <laughs> All the kids wanted to hold it. Henry wanted it. Logan wanted it. Henry thought it was his, and he could control who would touch it. Everett just wanted to feed it because it was funny when his beak would come up and snatch <laughs> the food. And basically, we did nothing and watched them argue and said, hey, you guys got to fix this, or the turtles got to go back. And something that's important for parenting is things just take time they don't always happen on our schedule and within 48 hours it had ironed out it had been a big kerfuffle between logan and henry henry won't let me hold the turtle and like he's controlling and logan was getting all upset and letting it pour over to other aspects of his day and said all we did is just give guidance hey this can't continue like this you will have to solve this and within a couple of days they did and they're having a great time with the turtle now and so it wasn't us coming down and saying, here are the rules for this thing. And it's like, all right, here's what success looks like. You cannot behave the way you're behaving. And we'll give you 48 hours to figure it out or the turtle goes back. And they figured it out because it was more important. And now they're actually bonding together over it. And so that is something I picked up over the last week is that things don't really happen on our schedule. And sometimes solving it, coming swooping in to just solve it does not produce the best outcomes. Or swooping in and yelling at them doesn't pr- produce the best outcome either. I simply help them during the evening debrief to understand each other's position because they both were making assumptions and didn't quite have a clear understanding. And I told them, you're not going to necessarily solve this right now. I want each of you to put some thought into it. And the other interesting learning thing I think for them in that moment was that they were highly emotional about it. They slept on it, and the next morning, Logan was already like, Henry, teach me how to do this with the turtle. So sometimes you can say to a kid, hey, just give it time, let yourself calm down, and they might not like that, but I think they're learning slowly that if they really do give it time, they slept on it, and the next morning, we're like different people. So, 
Yep, we learned a lot from that experience and being patient with them because we do hear a lot of questions from parents on how you deal with situations like that. And it's just helping them deal with the situation using statements like, well, Logan was getting red in the face over the turtle saying, Logan, tell me, feel how you're feeling right now. Feel the heat in your face and feel how your throat is choked up and understand that this is about a turtle and we need to create some separation so this is not going to happen the way you're reacting is not going to, not acceptable way to react and we're going to need to create some space so feel how you're feeling like why are you feeling like that like why are you behaving the way you're behaving are good questions sometimes it takes space for them to reflect because they're just too entrenched in the argument that they'll if you do it with a calm and peaceful tone okay it brings them down too I feel like we could do a whole episode on that now because I even have more thoughts We're on not, it. though. Pick quote. <laughs> okay, so I, we have this book that we read every morning, Joe and I, The Daily Stoic, so it's like a daily meditation. And I'm going to read today, so we thought it was really good. It's called Stop Caring What People Think. I'm constantly amazed by how easily we love ourselves above all others, yet we put more stock in the opinions of others than in our own estimation of self. How much credence we give to the opinions our peers have of us and how little to our very own. I like it. Me too. Why? <laughs> I never had thought about it in terms of how it's amazing that we love ourselves. We know what we like. It's easy to be selfish, do things for you. But then as soon as an opinion arises from someone else, it's like the world is ending. So I just had never thought of it quite this way. But I think it's so important because really what you think of yourself is more important than anyone, what anyone else thinks of you or what you think of your family and how your family unit is working. Since obviously our goal is to help have strong family environments. It doesn't matter what other people think of what you're doing. I have two thoughts on this. I'll share one. And then the other? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Self-confidence isn't being so married to your own personal beliefs that you don't listen to other people's opinions. Self-confidence is knowing what you believe, stand for your knowledge level, hearing what other people say, chewing on it, and either accepting or rejecting it, moving on with your life without the emotional attachment of your earth being shattered, that someone that you know or like or trust doesn't have the same opinion as you. Like That should happen in confident people, and that is okay. It is a sign of low self-confidence when that someone throws out an opinion, all of a sudden you start guessing everything about your life. And I think some of us just fall into that spiral and it starts to spiral around and they, then all of a sudden you become like a follower of other people's opinions because you don't want to go through that friction again of someone saying something that you believe something different. And so then you just follow along with the crowd and herd because you don't quite have the skill set or tools to say, listen, this is what I believe and this just is what it is. And I'm going to believe it. It, we're talking opinions here, not facts. Those are two different things that two, that the people often just get way confused. Like your opinion, you, even if you say it like a statement and you believe it with all your heart, it's still an opinion. And if it can't be proven, it's not a fact. And so it is what it is. So if someone might say, hey, I, I don't like your front porch. Someone else say, I love your front porch. Those are both opinions. Who cares? No one's right. There's not a fact. No one can factually prove that the front porch is better or not based on what they believe on. So have the self-confidence in your own thoughts that when you're discussing opinions that you may have your own and then go on with your life. And the whole point of this 
podcast that we started is to raise confident, independent, and resilient children. And you covered confidence quite well. And I think the resilience piece is so important here too. If a kid, if you're, if the kid's at school and a different kid says something to them that's negative, if your child can't like chew on that and just say, okay, I'm good. I don't, that is not going to affect me. Or they can say, okay, that's your opinion, but I think this, that's really confidence. And then it pours into resilience over time. So when you can bounce back from some kind of a negative comment or a negative opinion, that builds your resilience as well. This has to be obviously always role modeled from parents as well, but I think it's important for kids to understand that it is okay to share opinions. And I didn't mean earlier to make it sound like I don't care about your opinion, but it's more like I can hear it out, but because I'm confident in what I'm doing, then I don't worry so much about being sidetracked just because of a different opinion. And this has been a personal struggle for me up until the last couple of years, self-confidence. And I oftentimes didn't really know how to think for myself. And I didn't really know how to make decisions and then not be swayed by someone's opinion or constantly second guessing myself. Oh, I thought I had this right, or I thought this was okay, but then this person said this, and now I'm questioning everything. It even happened, maybe a good example would be is when we were moving. So we had made the decision to move. We had before that created our values and we took a lot of time and effort into creating these values. So we really knew this is who we are. But as this moving process continued, I started to question myself and I went to a friend of mine and I said, I don't know if this is right anymore. As I had this moment of doubt and she said, didn't you come up with your values and really put thought into that and that's who you are? Don't let this moment of doubt or this moment of other people saying this might not be right for you affect what you decided as a family. That was a huge step forward in my own confidence. And as we've worked on the strong family path for the last few years, and I no longer feel like I need to have the feedback from people saying, wow, what a good job. That's not what this is about. It's about us creating something really exciting in our family. And we feel so confident and strong about it that we want to share with others so that you can follow a similar path, of course, with your own unique characteristics. But that's just part of my personal journey and how important this quote might have been to me <laughs> 10, 20 years ago. I have two more thoughts. Yeah. I will once again share one. <laughs> Such a tease. The... As parents, we often feel judged when we're out in public. And I want to use this quote to give you some peace of mind. If you are intentionally doing what you've decided is best for your family, then it just other people's opinions don't matter. If your kid's climbing up something that someone else doesn't like and you're, uh, I want them to expand their boundaries and they have the skill set to do, who cares what someone else thinks? S similar if you're the other person. Hey, if you if your kid doesn't have the skill set to do that, hey, maybe their safety is in line. You break they don't get to climb that thing. They're just not ready. It doesn't matter because it's, they're all opinions and it's you choosing what's best for your family. And so I say that to say this, that if you are feeling judged as a parent, simply look at to see if what you're doing is aligning with your values and then just go with it. Cause that's what Mel is saying. You put the thought into regardless of what other people are flapping their gums at their opinions are they're cheap it's just they can make a statement and then go on with their days and they have no investment in seeing what happens and so who cares well one example that we've dealt with for i'd say 10 years at least has been the fact that our kids wear shorts year-round oh i can't believe this has been a thing 
It was a huge thing. It was but a huge thing. I can't thing. believe it. Like, we'd get calls from the school. In New York, you have to send your kids with pants to school. We won't let them out for recess if they don't have pants. Like, yeah. They thought it was cruel to not force our kids to wear pants. And then we move out here to Colorado and they, like, everyone's wearing shorts. And they go outside for recess in New York. I asked Henry what it was and I forget. Like, if it was below, I don't know, I'm just like 45 degrees, they wouldn't go out for recess. <laughs> It was less than that, but yeah, it was, there was and a here. It's camp. like if it's freezing and there's 30 mile an hour winds, we're not going out. <laughs> it's just a different perspective. It's just kids all the same age. Like, it's not a right or wrong. However, they thought we were wrong and they were trying to impose like, Hey, make force your kids to wear what we're saying in the school with no dress code, just because we believe that this is right for children. Right. Knock it off. Two of our kids just run hot. <laughs> they sweat it all the time. <laughs> Everett had, so Everett's preschool teacher sends out this awesome newsletter, and this was the last one this week, and Everett was the quote of the week, and it was, I'm as hot as a hot potato in a hot tub. <laughs> that was his quote, because the poor kid just like turns Sweats. beet red. So we had decided as a family that we don't mind that they wear shorts. We figure if they're cold, they will learn it, and then they'll put on pants the next time. And that was what we decided. Right. And that's what we decided as a family that was based on our values and our decision. So every time somebody would butt up against that, we were confident in what we had decided. So it helped to bounce that that opinion away. There's some kind of really good quote that kids use this like bouncy ball thing, like boom, fling. (laughs) If someone throws a bouncy ball at you, I think that's from a movie. (laughs) I think Henry learned this in kindergarten. So if you picture the opinion of some glue, what you say bounces off me, sticks to you. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. I think oh. that's an awesome visual to give a kid. Like if someone's saying something mean to you, and I'm not saying the opinions are mean necessarily, but when a, in a kid's world, it's an easier way to explain it. Let it bounce off of you like a rubber ball. Don't let it stick to you. Isn't I, that brilliant? Love I love giving it. answers without explanation when people say things like, like you gotta make sure your kid wears shorts maybe they'll get cold like they, they could like it's 40 they should they have to wear shorts i just want to let you know i'm like no i just get, <laughs> keep walking okay. <laughs> it drives me crazy when you do it to me too it's hilarious because then you feel obligated to go back and apologize for me being direct i don't well, say it mean here's no, the thing no when thanks. you're but when you're direct because you feel confident not because you're being mean i think as soon as you delve into justifying your decision that's when the confidence is wavering wouldn't you agree as soon as you have to justify it and here's why i do it and i'm sorry and we're just different and like yeah. as soon as you have to justify my it kids are hot like the answer is just no spend your day doing something else than talking to me that'd, and, be, and, that'd be great for both of us and our kids are all <laughs> super healthy and fine <laughs> oh all right here's my last thought on it yeah <sighs> We yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, we said a lot, so I don't no, even know I if we needed anything. No, I had a last thought. We had, uh, I, I know we 15 minutes on the 10-minute Tuesday, but I said I had two, and I legitimately had two, but... Oh. Then I'll just say this. I think that as parents, it's important to give this quote some thought and to consider teaching this idea to your kids, even if it's just the idea of the, I'm not going to say it correctly again, but the, when it bounces off of you and sticks to them thing, (laughs) just because I'm a big believer in giving your kids concepts when they're young so they can mull them over and grow with them and not become an adult and still waver with every opinion. So mull over the concept and see if you'd like to consider teaching it to your kids. I'm back with my last thought. Yay. Yeah. Consider the source. We did a whole episode. I think it's nine on relationship capital. And so people that know and are 
invested in your family do have more sway. Consider their opinion a little bit more versus someone just like standing at the st- uh, stop sign with a sign of their own trying to get you to believe a certain way. Like that person you have no relationship capital with. So why would you even care to go off your path or if you're at a sporting event and your kid, uh, I don't know, throws popcorn in their hair, like, oh, shoot. And someone's, oh, you shouldn't do that. Who cares what that person says? You don't know them. They have no relationship capital with you. So consider the source. You should give people some more thought. And also you should consider how they deliver the message. Are they saying it? And this is critical. And we're this, I'm not going to expand on it because we're out of time. Are they saying it for your benefit or are they saying it for their benefit? So are they saying... Make sure you you do this with your kids because that's what they've been told by their parents and it's garden for life. Or are they saying it quietly and peacefully to you in a separate occasion? Hey, I noticed your kid's been using this language. He doesn't really say it around you. I just wanted to let you know in case you want to address it with him. That's very different from someone you know can trust and they're telling you in a manner separate on the side that's not elevating their own status. If they're doing it publicly and loudly and it's just an opinion, they're probably doing it for themselves and not for you. So consider the source when you're hearing these opinions. And know the difference between a fact and opinion and be completely confident in your path and what you're doing. That was a very strong ending. I love it. Links in the show notes, strongfamilyproject.com. You should get on the newsletter list. We give you the seven steps of the path. Our notes, we have these 10-minute Tuesdays. This one's about seven to 18 minutes. And we've started to interview more guests, which more is coming out. And then in the early of next year, Mel and I will start having some more events and workshops, some, some virtual workshops and some in-person events for families. So make sure you're engaged in the newsletter. Make sure you're being a part of the community, strongfamilyproject.com. Talk to everyone on the next episode.